should be fun! Family, don't end with blood. I regret this already. Hello! Not an idiot! See ya! Lilu Dallas Multipass. Give him the bits! The bits! The bits! The things I do for love! I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me! Welcome back. Wait, why are you beats? Never mind. Welcome back to what? Oh. <laughs> yep. Welcome back to Why Should I Watch That? Why Should I Watch That? My brain was not working for 10 <coughs> seconds flat, and that was scary. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a show where we I'm... watch some stuff, and then you we tell you if it was worth it or not. We have a theme sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm Myra. I'm Sam. I'm asthmatic. <laughs> oh, you are. Don't I be am. To, to, particularly today. I don't know what the hell's going on. Shit, my gift card. <laughs> I forgot. Look, now it's going to my back pocket. I'll probably forget it again when I do laundry. Excellent. And it'll be washed away. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. What are we doing today? We're doing... <laughs> Oh, Waldo, I did not realize you were on the show today. What did you think of the movie? Oh, it's your birthday. That's right. It is Waldo's birthday. Oh, my God. Who taught him English? What the fuck? (laughs) Your voice is so much more different than I thought. Oh, my God. I would have expected, you know, uh, teenager voice, you know, with the cracks and the dips. But no. (laughs) Um, uh, no, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Is that what we're doing this week? Yes. You didn't lead up to it, so I was just supplying the Oh, right. Context. Besides <laughs> it being Waldo's birthday, we are doing Spirited Away. <laughs> it's been a classic Miyazaki movie. My absolute fucking favorite. I mean, it's, yeah, classic. I can't, um, I can't hate on I this think... movie. I was the only one to have. You... I saw it as an adult, but I hadn't seen it as a child. I'm not. So you don't have first impressions. I know. No, neither do I. You about to say I, I had first impressions. No, I was the. What I was gonna say was I was the one who had seen it latest in life. Not like, really. No, that's fair. No, like you guys both saw it as kids. <clears throat> no, I saw it in I, middle school. I was probably. Hold on. I mean, middle school is still a kid. Yeah, okay. I'm just a kid. And life is a nightmare. No, when I first saw it, it came on, I saw a preview and went, holy shit, I'm watching that stuff. 
went to watch it. An episode of Naruto came on before it, and I was like, this is fucking Ninja Kid. I don't want to watch this. I'm going to watch that movie that Cartoon Network promised me. And then I watched one episode of Naruto and went, holy fuck, ninjas are amazing. <laughs> and then I watched the entire fucking movie and went, oh my god. Where have I been? Where have I been? <laughs> uh, no, I, I was probably like 18 when I saw it for the first time. Okay, you were still younger than I was. 18 is a legal adult. I said younger than I was. I saw it this year. For the first time? Yeah. Okay, unrelated. Why is your heart, why is your hair making a perfect heart on your forehead? It's fucking weird. Oh. Are you some kind of care bear all of a sudden? <laughs> no, that's a, that's such a, um. Sailor Moon? Yes. <laughs> it is, it, this really fucking weird, dude. I bought that journal. Um, <gasps> I'm trying to hold off on buying it because I just bought a lot of stuff in Amazon and I got it. Um, no, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so we no. watched the thing. Oh, fuck. I didn't realize you were. I said adult for a reason. I am an adult. I wasn't an adult. Eight, name me what teenager who is 18 who is an adult. Anybody Christian. who their parents kicked them out of the house? You know what? You're Fair. right. And you guys, you guys have rights. You yeah. have so many rights. I may still live at home, but I was considered... Nah, fuck it. I wasn't considered an adult. I didn't consider myself an adult no, till I, I was care. 21. I didn't consider myself an adult. I still don't consider myself an adult. It's a really awkward place to be in. Um, That's fair. No. I'm an adult child. (laughs) That's not good. I can't breathe. Don't don't make him have another asthma attack. (coughs) Not trying to kill him. I'm just. Thank you. You know what? The reason I say that is because I have an adult job, career. Mm. It's not a job, I have a career. I. That's about it. I have a car. You have savings and a car. Oh, yeah, I have savings you, you and have, a car. You have a lot of adult things. I'm not don't in you debt, have, sort of. Uh, don't, don't you have... Um, I've been spending a lot. Stocks, too? Huh? Don't you have stocks? No, too? I've actually been looking to invest into stocks. I have Bitcoin now. Oh, look at you. I didn't get Dogecoin because it's it's a meme and it's going to die. And if I if I'm wrong, trust me, you don't have to tell me. I'll tell me every second of my day as the number goes up that I was wrong. Um, I, no, I've been thinking of getting an Acorn account. I've been thinking about that too. Being um, an adult, you know, investing in them shits. Anyways, maybe. do we have any? I could invest in the uh, Ghibli Studios. Would be very expensive to do so. So, do we have any fun facts? Ooh, shiny tidbits. Many. We saw Tigger. Tigger. The dust mites also appear in um, my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, That was like the first Ghibli. That was one of the first ones. Is aside from Castle and the Sky. Ghibli, I was saying it right. Damn it! You 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 fuck yourself up I every time. I said it right. Paused, stuttered, and then said Ghibli. The the my neighbor Totoro was my first Ghibli movie. No, that's a lie. Second, my first Ghibli movie was Castle in the Sky. 
my first one was this. No, my first one was well, Kiki's Delivery Service. Well, I guess technically service. that's incorrect. I have vague memories of Kiki's Delivery Service and Howl's Moving Castle from my childhood. I don't vividly remember them. I was probably too young to be watching those kinds of things. So we're doing um, shinies? Yes, no, fun, fun, shiny. So aside okay. from the, the dust mites appearing, also appearing in my neighbor, uh, Totoro. Uh, wow. I'm sorry. I, I passed it on. I'm so sorry. My neighbor, Totoro. Um, hey, Totoro. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I am just really We should have named Waldo Totoro. Or his nickname could be Toto. That's all. That I don't have a whole lot. You have any more? There's something. Did you write it down? No. Okay. Well, nope. Go for it. Okay, so I'm going to be super short about this because there's a million fucking things I could say about this. But the movie itself is heavily based on the Shinto uh, belief of like... Um, nature and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm I cannot summarize it quickly and I'm not going to try. But a cool thing that I actually read about in preparing for tonight, um the uh traditionally in Japanese culture, Shinto gods bathe in village bathhouses. Uh the people of the town would invite them to bathe in their bathhouse in a show of kindness and hospitality. Um and the bathhouse in Spirited Away is kind of an extension of that philosophy that Shinto kind of uh, provides. Um, it also... Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm trying to gather my thoughts. It's I haven't actually talked about Shinto since I was in uh, college. Oh. Anyway. Um, Shinto also believes, uh, in, in, in less words, that uh, spirits embody everything. If it exists, there is a spirit of it. And that's why you see a lot of uh, random spirits walking around the bathhouse. Why there's a river spirit, why there's a radish spirit. It's it's the little chickens or ducks, whatever they may be. Um, they're all actual spirits that would be considered in Japanese culture. And I have one more. Um, the little heads that you see in uh, Yubaba's bathhouse mm. um, that hop around. They're yeah. actually based on Daruma dolls, which are little uh, bouncy balls. Oh, or no, I'm sorry. Um, they are traditionally wooden dolls the size of a fist, painted red in the image of a man with no arms or legs. Okay. I'm a little confused in reading that, why they decided to make them... Heads? No, they are heads. I, but why they decided to make them green and not red. But here we are. Maybe um, color connotation, like you said. Maybe. How, how red has, or colors have different meanings within Ghibli. It totally could. That's all I have, though. Those are the cool things. Um, very nice. A lot of Shinto inspiration went into this movie, and I am very impressed. Yeah. Uh, the story building for this film, which I can't wait to get into when we get into our bulk discussion, is superb. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Ten-year-old Chihiro and her parents stumble upon a seemingly abandoned amusement park. After her mother and father are turned into giant pigs, Chihiro meets the mysterious Haku, who explains that the park is a resort for supernatural beings who need a break from their time spent in the earthly realm, and that she must work there to free herself and her parents. Excellent excellent brief summary. Summary complete. That's actually a really good summary. All the summaries for the Ghibli films have been... I have that one. (laughs) 
Uh, so this movie is actually a Miyazaki film, directed and written by Miyazaki. Music by Joe Hizashi. Why did I think for sure you were going to say Joe Schmo? Have I ever said Joe Schmo in my entire life? No, but right then. Now, anyway, um, it was released in Japan, July 20th, 2001, got to the States for the Christmas release, December 20, 2002. Um, what? Why does it have two different budgets? Sorry. Oh, that's the American. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't see the. <laughs> I was very confused. I thought it had two yen signs, and I was like, "One is an S, and one is a Y." No, not always. That, that. Uh, so it costs uh, one point nine to two billion yen to produce. Uh, that is. 15 to 19.2 million American dollars. Um, guess how much it made? It was the highest grossing until recently. So It was the highest grossing. I have another fun fact. Highest grossing. I don't know exactly what it made, but I do know that um, the Demon Slayer movie surpassed it. Ooh. It is now the highest grossing movie in America. Not movie, movie, but you know. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm bad at numbers, so don't. Two billion. Higher. Two billion. billion. Oh, billion. No. I heard he million. You said higher, and I went, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know if it went mid. Um, 200 million. Higher. So it was actually 383.4 million dollars. I was off by 100 million. And a little bit. And a little Almost bit. 200. Almost 200. Shut up. Um, no. Yeah, I'm very excited to get into the bulk discussion of this. So, any other, like, coming back to it thoughts? I was so scared that it was going to lose some of the magic like Cat Return did. Mm. I was so scared. Like, to the point where I almost was like, Hey, I know I said this one, but maybe we're not covering it. Because I just didn't want to break the veil. Right. I did not want this to be something that was so good in my memory mm-hmm. and was so bad now. Yeah. Because that happens to things. Nostalgia sometimes isn't a good thing. Yeah, I rewatched Fern Gully. I tried to rewatch Ooh. Code Geass. <laughs> no, not, whoa, no, not Code Geass. Code Lyoko. I will never watch Code Geass again. Um, I tried to rewatch Code Lyoko. It's bad. I could, you know what? The plot wasn't even that bad. I just couldn't see through their fucking foreheads. <laughs> it's Who a landing can, strip. though? When I was a kid, I thought it looked normal. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. I really liked it, too, yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> and then I went back to it, and I was like, wow, Sakura would have fit in perfectly here. Um. Oh, my God. But no, that, coming back to it, I'm really glad that it didn't, um get tarnished by the test of time. Sure. It was just as good as I remembered it, if not better, because I saw it with more knowledge now. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I came back to it. I watched it uh, like that's, three, yeah, three that's, months ago. You didn't. I am a weird person. There are certain things that I come back you? to. 
Listen, I'm not gonna rag on you too much for this because we all have our comfort films. You just have a plethora of comfort films. And I've recycled them. You you have enough that it doesn't um drain any one film. Yeah, you know you, what? You That's just cycle fair. through different seasonal ones. Yeah, because currently I'm cycling through James and the Giant Peach. You're right, I do cycle through shit. Um but I gotta admit, like watching it for the podcast compared to watching it for enjoyment Mm -hmm. was a huge difference difference because i was more critical of it i guess that's fair i mean i'm obviously gonna watch it again later without it being so for the podcast but i mean this film has been part of in my life for a very long time because this is like my little brother's um favorite film which one the youngest yeah junior baby, oh, the baby one, boy the one that has so many rights for having this as his favorite movie um, yeah this is junior's favorite movie he junior actually owns the um because best buy if y'all have a best buy near you hmm. um i if you are one of those people that collect i would highly recommend to go to best buy because best buy is doing specifically for ghibli films they are um ghibli i think marvel and some other ones but they're um, putting them in steel cases, and the artwork actually pops out, and it's actually really cool. Oh, nice. Um, so I've seen them. They look so pretty. Junior actually owns uh, the Spirited Away steel case. How much was it, if you don't mind? Uh, I think that one was 25 Oh, that is affordable. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's not like... Like, if you try to buy the whole collection, it's like $500. Well, yeah, but, but it's, there's a lot of movies. Yeah, because <laughs> I bought Howl's Moving Castle... Kiki's delivery service and um, I bought another one. I can't remember which one. Junior bought Spirit Away, also House Moving Castle and uh, Poco Rosso. Nice. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that, that one, one either. either. Things tied to, to the list. Next okay. year. Um, shall we start with some major themes and then get into the bulk discussion? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so obviously there is themes of, um, gluttony and greed throughout the film. I mean, from like basically the start, we see the parents getting turned into pigs. Um, and then that continues with no face and the gold and his gluttony. Um, I got thoughts for that. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, the, the magic of names and like identity the sense of identity um and obviously there's over overarching themes of like pollution and environmentalism uh but those are much more subtle yeah that's that's kind of it you know loss of childhood um what's the word did you say innocent not innocence, no not but, innocence um... but um Let's say it's like uh, sheltering. Like, it's when you lose that. They, that... they have. She has more autonomy. She loses her like. I feel like it's like when you when you as childhood a childhood ignorance. I, that's what I was thinking because it's the reason I said um, innocence. It's like it's when you lose that thought of Santa's real. Yeah, and and she she has a lot more autonomy by the end of the film. But yeah. Um, this movie's so good. It, there's so the the way it's 
constructed itself is i love a good circular movie i think i've said that before but the the, ghibli does it so so very well and this was a perfect story to do it with um because we start the film with that tunnel and and we end the film with the tunnel and no i i'm i would agree with you i mean like um, you see so many parallels of Shihiro and Haku and Shihiro and her parents mm-hmm. from the beginning to the end and how first how they enter the tunnel and how they leave the tunnel, how they cross the bridge right. um, together. And then at the end, Shihiro crosses it by herself. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the moment that you really know she's lost that sense of innocence. Yeah. I wouldn't say innocence, that sense of childishness yes yeah apprehension maybe yeah yeah um that that sense of i can't do anything by myself I yeah need i'm my just parents. a kid yeah. yeah and that's when i mean obviously it happens sooner in the film mm-hmm. but at that moment it's when it's a sense of maturity at that yeah. point is when it's like a sense that she's gotten more mature for sure um i love how even like if you knew nothing other than like the name of the the movie Mm -hmm. you have this beautiful sense of exactly what's going to happen and looking back at the end of the film uh because when shihiro and her family are riding in the car she goes oh mom what are those uh little stone statues they look like a little village and she goes oh those are for spirits some people believe you know that they exist there and they, they live there and then she literally goes into a literal ghost town mm-hmm. and as she's walking through the the what they call a theme park um you get the sense that it's a ghost town and that it becomes a literal ghost town i just thought that was kind of neat um building off of what myra was talking about something else that i really liked is while they did uh the circularness was definitely a thing i like that they still allowed her to arrive with friends yes because just because you have had character growth does not mean you do not need the people around you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, that I, Leaving Haku as an element in that callback was something that I really appreciated. Because just because she had the, the, the confidence to walk across the bridge again doesn't mean she might not have needed him at some other point. And he still came with her. And I really liked that. And, yeah. And not just her. At that point, it's not just Haku. 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 I, I was going to say Haiku. <laughs> Last month. <laughs> Oops. No. Um, Talking about needing your friends as, even as you continue to... <laughs> yep. No. What was I going to say? No, you're right with the... It, but it's not just um, Haku who's there. It's also the mm. friends she's made... Along the way. Along the way. So, in a spot where she thought she was going to be alone and she thought she was alone and she was scared because she thought she was alone. She wasn't going to have anybody to help her. And even after she crosses the bridge, Haku leaves her. She leaves him. No, he leaves her. He goes, go here. Oh, you mean at the bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But at the end, it's everybody coming to her. And so that I think that's a very nice way of showing... The relationship she's made yes that, it's a very strong storytelling element because before as she, when she first crosses the bridge into the bathhouse she's clinging to haku like she clings to her mom 
And mm -hmm. as they arrive at the bridge at the very end, they're holding each other, like they're, they're standing together hand in hand and this is good shit. Mm -hmm. um, there's also- um, It's like she finally gains a bodily autonomy over herself. Yeah. And I understands that she has a right to the world around her. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting for them to do in a Japanese film because in Japan, you're expected to kind of go on house errands and stuff by yourself from a very young age. Mm -hmm. So you would ex you would anticipate her already having that kind of... You would anticipate her ha already having that kind of um, confidence in herself. Yet when we see her in the film, she super does not. Right. And it's, it's a really um, interesting take that they kind of have on it. Yeah, she she gets the sense of she has a right to exist in the space around her. And people have a... As long as she's kind and respectful, people deserve to be kind and respectful to her. Yeah, and a, a thing that I, I... This may be more reflecting on how her parents ended up raising her. But mm -hmm. I, I found it interesting that the whole time she's very respectful to everybody. Because kids at her age... Hear me out. No, 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 no. But I have. Um, she's not no, respectful towards time. her. Like she's not fully respectful towards her parents. Would I say because she's very much well? You guys are moving me. Blah 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 blah. But as far as like, she starts showing more respect towards people. But what I mean by showing how her parents raised her, it's in very early on. She's like, okay, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So so. She learns manners, for sure. However, at least in the English dub, which is what I watched it in, uh, they make a point of calling her clumsy and rude and disrespectful at the very beginning of the film. Yes. Because she's not saying, you know, yes, ma'am, thank you. She doesn't She doesn't have any sense of manners. Okay. Um, and that is something she learns. And that's an excellent element of her growth throughout the film. Uh, but the, but in, at least in the English dub, they make a point of saying that she hasn't learned manners yet. What I was going to say is so much of she's not such a spoiled brat. I guess that's what I meant more. No, she's not. She's not a spoiled brat. She just doesn't know manners. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm I came off wrong. I was thinking more of the spoiled brat. And the reason I say that is because particularly when she's doing the bath for the first time, mm -hmm. obviously she's not very good at cleaning, mm -hmm. but she um when she's offered things that she's not supposed to accept she's very much not like oh mine it but she's very much of oh i don't need that thank you though yeah yeah and that's what i meant i'm sorry i miscommunicated no that and that's fine um uh but i really do like the fact that they incorporated that element of her growth of like oh you're you're clumsy you're awkward you don't know manners and by the end of the film, she's, you know, so run through some of that. Going off of what you were talking about, Myra, um, there's, uh, there's a theme that, um, ah, crap. there's a theme that the actual movie kind of, uh, plays in, uh, writing Chihiro that way in, um, establishing that, uh, try, let me, let me see if I can word it correctly. It's like, uh, the youth do not have the same level of respect for their elders that they do now that they used to. Um, in that 
especially in the, I think this is like a translational thing in Japanese culture, not saying, not using the honorifics that are needed for someone who is of a higher position than you is considered extremely rude. So in, in, in America, it's, well, you didn't say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. But like in Japanese, there's literally like a, a um, oh, it, it's, it's yeah. a literal way you have to say things to your parents or yeah. adults and stuff like that. And it's also uh, her her work ethic, I guess, is kind of a, um, a callback to like how society, the way that it's set up now, we don't really learn how to work until we're already adults. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and not to say that child labor is the correct solution here, but we, <laughs> unless you grew up on a farm or something like that, you're not really instilled with, a work routine. You're you're usually grown up with a school routine, which is do your homework, show up and go home. And that is not always the correct course of action for a workforce. And it's 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 a really interesting kind of dichotomy that they kind of put in here her into in what she represents. Okay. Fair. Sorry. No, I I, I I know I completely miscommunicated no, it's okay. and I also rewatched it like a 10:30 last night. So. No, you're, you're fine. I <laughs> just fair. I just wanted to be clear. Can I pivot? Mm-hmm. Y'all know me. Mm-hmm. The name's Jay. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm usually the one who's like mm, the dub though is really bad. It's a dub. It's really bad. That's usually me. Okay. Correct. Um, may I just say. If I ever hear Haku's Japanese voice again, <laughs> I will riot. How bad was it, Jay? It was so bad. It was so bad. I never want to hear it again. <laughs> I have never heard a Japanese dub do that. Ba- How many times am I going to fuck up this game? I have never heard a Japanese dub that bad in their, in their casting for a voice actor. You look at his face and you expect a little bit of depth. Maybe, you know, a good enunciation. And he opens his mouth. Oh, he's just this little baby. Oh, my God. That's just a high-pitched voice. And, like, let me just talk to you forever about nothing. <laughs> his voice seems like it would fit Howl more than it fits him. 35% more self-destructive him, though. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> infuriating. I Tell us how you feel, Jay. I'm done. Is there anything you guys would like to add about the sub and dub? Uh, oh, stuff? oh, the translation differences. Let's since sure. we're since we're on this this train. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna steep for a minute. I'm sorry. I need a minute. Do we want to talk about how the different? Uh, so, um, at the very end, in the English dub, Haku's like, "Oh, your son's with your twin sister. What you gonna do about it, bitch?" And she's all like, "What are ah?" <laughs> What you broke your magic, and he's like, "I didn't, but she did. What you gonna do?" And she's like, "Well, uh, if you want her to go free with her parents, well, she'll have to do a deal, or she'll have she'll she'll have to pass this test, and and if she fails, I get to to keep her. She never gets to go home." But in the she's Japanese, like such a little like little bitch move, like oh no, forever with my new friends and everything. You mean it? You mean, you mean it? I get to stay here with my my crush and my friends? For real, though. 
No, in the in the Japanese original, she literally threatens to dismember Haku. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna tear you to fucking pieces if, you know. And like, in no nice words, she's literally like, either either she does the thing and brings home my kid, who doesn't want to be home, plot twist, or you're dead. Like, I'm, I'm gonna kill you. And it's, it's just another example of the American market watering down foreign culture. Not foreign culture, foreign film. That's the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how four kids decided to make the onigiri look like uh, donuts. And by that, I mean they didn't make them look like donuts. They just called them donuts. What? You know what an onigiri is? Isn't it a spirit demon? What the fuck? What? Who are you? What? I don't know what we're talking about. It's a rice, rice ball. ball. Oh. Those things, yes. It's what Toru calls herself. Yeah. Which is so cute, but whatever. Um, yeah, so, no. Uh, in the in the English dub for the original Pokemon series, um, the rice balls, they didn't think an American child audience would know what a rice ball was, even though it literally means ball. Of rice. Of rice. Follow rice. Um, they didn't think we'd be able to handle the concept. So instead of being like, well, first you take rice and form it into a ball. They were like, it's a donut. <laughs> yep. What's the what's the piece of seaweed donut? I don't know. Seaweed donut. Seaweed don't ask donut. questions. Seaweed donut. Who the fuck are you asking questions? This is America. You don't ask questions here. You just go with it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, it was, it, it was very similar to that, I guess. Yeah. Um, they really didn't have a reason to change the punishment other than to just remove death because that probably would have given it a higher rating. I thought, I thought she did say he was, she was going to kill him, but she didn't say dismemberment. And nope. but she said, if you don't bring my child back, I will kill you. I thought the what I remember. Re- Let me turn the mic. Hold on. Uh, what I remember reading from the translation is. I will tear you to pieces. Yes, but uh, that's what I mean. Like, there's a difference there. Sure. Because in the English version, she says, if you don't bring my child back, I will kill you. In the... uh, She doesn't. She doesn't. In the English version, she says, if you don't bring my child back, Chihiro stays here forever. We can look it up if you like. I'm curious. I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. I got got HBO Max here. We will simply remove this from the docket. Stay tuned as we look up the actual thing so that we are not uh, fibbing on either side. Because being wrong is not... Being wrong is not something to be afraid of. It just happens sometimes. Okay, you're you're right. I'm wrong. Um, It's just a really... Like I said, it's a really weird thing to change. Yeah. Because, I mean, even just saying I'm going to kill you wouldn't be bad. Yeah. I think I think the a better English translation could have been like, I will I will destroy you. Yeah. Or like, I will end you. Something it it would have had to carry this like even tear you to pieces would have been like. I guess you're trying to if you're trying to be like I'm not trying to make this uh, scary for kids or even trying to make this as PG as possible because we got to remember especially from last week. Um, this was around when they were still working with Disney, right? 
Oh, right, yeah, right, there, right, There's right. a Disney credit in the film. And you gotta remember, they had all that blood from earlier in the film. Yeah, so they can only, they can only do so much. They, I, I will give them this, they did leave in that um, uh, he was going to die from blood loss after the paper attacked him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was something I thought they were going to take out of the dub. Not that I've seen it really in Japanese. This is actually one of the only things I'll watch in the dub. <laughs> I Nostalgia is strong here. And it, yeah. No, you're fine. Also, Lilo voices Chihiro. And I didn't put that together as a kid. But it throws me the fuck off. And Max voices Haku. Max, Max from the Goofy the, movie. Yeah. So Goofy movie Max <laughs> and Lilo from Lilo and Stitch star in their own anime and basically. fall in love. Uh, yeah. well, that's a, that love is not really implied. She saves him through the power of love. She saves him through the power of something. Big. It could be friendship. They don't kiss. They hold hands. Big. And that could be platonic. Fine. It's still the power of love, though. They're also Pla- children. Platonic love is still very real and very powerful. But they explicitly say the power, true love saves Haku because they sure. do say that. So I, I'm not. I'm not just. I'm not just being like, oh, like shippy. No, like they explicitly say. I just don't like shippy with them. I mean, yeah, they're like nine. It's weird. Well, no, like not just that. Like, okay, let me let me let me o- open my brain for you. Chihiro has to go home after everything. Yeah. And Haku doesn't come with her. They promised so it's just to meet really up sad. together. No, they didn't! Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay, fine, whatever. Bruh! <laughs> I'm sorry! I don't have a good memory. Anyway. I don't! You watched it this afternoon. You were there. Also, I was very distracted. That's fair. I didn't like his voice, and every time he spoke, it threw me off. Every time he opened his mouth, I was like, stop. 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 Yeah. Stop. Boy, did I not say stop Were you not here. Right, because in the American dub, he has a, a nice young child tenor. A, a deeper child's voice. Yeah. He just sounds wrong in the Japanese. I'm, I'm so upset with them. It's such a bad cast. Not like cast in general. Cast specifically for Haku. Yeah, the decision to cast that voice actor. Yeah. Anyway. But he did a good job. Did We're he? not no. Okay. No. Um but I just don't want us hating on a child a literal like, child. I'm I don't think it's a child. That's the thing. Is it a child? It so not, 20 2000 what? 2001 was 98 20 years ago. Okay, yeah, no. He would have been a kid. Okay. I'm not going to hate on the kid. I'm going to hate on the I I I'm, I never hate on the actual voice actor. I think I said this Okay. Yeah. I think I said this a lot in the first couple of episodes. I will never hate on the actual actor or voice actors in the shows. It's the people behind them. I don't think this kid was the correct fit. Not that picture. That picture. This one? No. Yeah, well, we're the same guy. Yeah, it's all the characters yeah, he zoom voiced. In. He played Sugawara! Oh my god, he plays Totomatsu. This dude who voiced... Um, Haku, I know I threw some shade at him. Uh, It turns out he was a child then. I am not throwing shade at him. Specifically, I am throwing shade at the people who cast him because I don't think he did a good job. However, he went on to have 
an amazing repertoire of shit, including Totomatsu from Osomatsu-san, a bunch, uh, someone from Zubasa Chronicles, which I forgot, a bunch of people from Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, what else did we see? A fuck, a fuck ton of animes. Oh yeah. my god, he did Haikyuu, he, he, he was Sugawara. Yes. yes! Yeah, there, oh, oh my god, he, his repertoire is, like, huge now. So, like, you have rights, dude, I'm not taking them away from you, I just don't think you should have played Aku. So, like, Sorry. I mean, yeah, there's there's a, a difference between bad casting decision and not being able to grow into a voice and being a voice actor. Yeah. Um, Something that uh, Ghibli does really well is the um, presentation of food. It's like a known thing along with like the, the bubbly tears yeah. that Myra talked about last week, which also were a thing. <laughs> But um, they they do a my god the food in Miyazaki movies looks like you could reach into the screen and come back with something I know. beautiful. Like, you just want to eat it. You just want to go in there and eat, like and be a little piglet. There are total like, oh. they, but like <laughs> when they sit down at that buffet at the beginning of the movie, I almost can't fault the parents because if I walked into a random place and they were like, also we just have a whole buffet ready to eat right here with Ghibli level food. I too would eat it just to try it because I am a gullible bitch. Yeah. Um, slightly off topic, but I love how they gave Jahiro like that. Jahiro? That kid horse sense. A lot of, um, a lot of kids have this, innate horse sense of like this is off i don't know what's going on here but mm, no i don't like any of this and she has that and continues to use it throughout the film and it's it's you know mm-hmm. helps her survive in several points um because she's like hey maybe we shouldn't go through the uh the the tunnel that seems kind of off very sus and then they get sit down at the buffet and her parents are like Oh my god, this food's so good. And she's like, maybe, but uh, mm, mm. Um, on that note as well, I really like how when No Face shows up and he continues to offer her things he thinks she wants, if she doesn't need them, she flat out says no. Yeah. Yes. Which I thought was really, really cool. Like, especially comparing her to her parents, um, she kind of turns their gluttony on, on its head. Yes. Like, at that point, I think she was so happy to just be alive, she wasn't willing to take more. Which is a good instinct to have in that world. No, no, yeah, definitely. But, um, now that we're talking about gluttony Mm -hmm. and No-Face, I want to point out something. You had mentioned that No-Face has this gluttony. Honestly, he doesn't until he eats the frog. He doesn't have uh, greed and gluttony until he eats the frog. All he's doing until that point is giving, is trying to make Shihiro his friend. Mm-hmm. And the only way he thinks he's, because he sees how happy she became when he gave her something. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if I give her more, she's going to be my friend. And right. she, at that point, she's like, well, I don't need it anymore. And he's like, well, where did I mess up? And then you hear him go, oh, and disappear. And then when he he sees that everybody's after the gold, 
he figures, figures she would also want, want gold. the gold and tries to give her the gold and she's like no but i don't want any and then he gets depressed but realizes that somebody else wants the gold thinks you'll become my friend but no he they just want the gold he just wants the gold and upon seeing his greed he eats him and then he becomes greedy and gluttony mm -hmm. due to what he ate right and it's it's almost this like curse of the bathhouse that mm -hmm. people become you know greedy by simply by existing within the bath bathhouse would i say the bathhouse or I the town even, i don't really even know if I don't, I don't know if i would go that far i feel like um what we see of no face hold on what we see of no face mm -hmm. as he's like developing through the movie um he goes from really not being a person to figuring out who who he is um no face is that of a child when we meet him he doesn't know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So I, in, in the thing that I was talking about earlier, it says that um, no face embodies that Shinto embodies Shinto morality as it learns like a child to be kinder, less avaricious and greedy, more patient and understanding. It learns from Chihiro and becomes more human as a result. Neat. We also find out this is off off of that. We also find out when he is, when he still has a voice, mm -hmm. that he has no one. He basically saw That's the right. first person that we can assume he's ever seen, if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's fair with the way that he duckling-like imprinted on her. Or the first person who actually saw him. Sure. Because when we see him on the bridge, he's very much almost invisible. Yeah. And, and she sees him and yes. acknowledges him. And maybe bring some. he's a human that didn't eat the food. <gasps> oh. Spicy hot take right there. That's also why he has no face. He's no and, one. And he has no one. He's no one. Mm -hmm. he, he, and why he's not wanted in the bathhouse. Because the bathhouse is mostly for spirits. For spirits. And, and people who gods have. Gods and stuff. That and also I don't, I don't necessarily know if that would be the only reason he wasn't wanted there. Because um. Yao Baba literally says it, he, he's a no-face. So that means there's more. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. So, okay, let me pitch this to you. What if all of the spirits we see on the train are no-faces that remember who they are still? So they haven't developed the mask. Because oh. actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, there's a Pokemon called Yamask that's literally... St stylized Yamask is a Pokemon that is actually a human that has oh, died yeah, and come yeah. back and they've forgotten their face. So they have a mask. And thinking the idea is very similar to what No Face looks like. Yeah. So it, it could be a complete tie around that Maybe. it's an actual like thing. Well, that also plays a big part in the whole name thing. Yeah. The name and identity thing. Because... Not until Haku calls her Shihiro again does she go, I forgot my name. I forgot who I was. So if, per se, when when No Face died and or somebody stole their name and never gave them a new identity, mm -hmm. they don't know who they are. They, they're just a thing. Right. And... And I agree with you on the whole Shahir is the first person that saw them because even when they're crossing the bridge and everything, when there's a 
biz, a thing of activity, you really don't see him. Mm-hmm. And then it, I can't even say him them. or her or them. You don't see them. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, all the other spirits are asleep and somehow he, um, it is still alive. Hey, Griffin. They. They are still awake. Mm-hmm. Like, not knowing what to do. Yeah, they're just kind of there, existing. And Shihiro pretty much goes, is the first, pers- first person to be... Acknowledge them. Acknowledge them and to be kind. Because Shihiro, even when it, um, they are outside of the bathhouse, she's like, well, aren't you getting wet? Uh, you should come in. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that that is why they imprinted on Shahiro in the whole wanting to help. Yeah, help and befriend. Yeah. Um A little a little bit of a like semi semi related theory. Um Lynn, the the, the young adult who helps Shahiro around the bathhouse and teaches her and is kind of like a mentor to her. I think she's a human who forgot that she's a human. Mm. Because because her eyebrows are different. A lot of the, the spirits that we see have these like half eyebrows. You okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in right here and pause it because not literally pause it, but like pause that train of thought to bring up something. Um, when Chihiro is doing the floor cleaning for the first day, mm-hmm. she's standing next to a lot of people who look just like her. Who look like they could be human. Okay. So I don't know if that could necessarily be... Maybe... Like, it's kind of like how in Lore Olympus there are nymphs. Okay. Like, they're not... They look pretty much human, aside from some stuff, you know? Are they... They're not super special. They don't have any powers... Like every society needs a working man. Sure. I don't. I don't, I don't want to. Th- I don't want to poke holes in it. But there, there are literally so many of them. You know what? Hold on. Pause. 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 I would just like to bring up one thing real quick. When um, when Haku uh, gives her the food, mm-hmm. he says, "Eat this, or you'll disappear." Mm-hmm. Well, No Face is virtually invisible. Doesn't know himself. Mm-hmm doesn't know themselves, doesn't have an identity. Whatever they were before has effectively disappeared. Okay, good shit, good shit, good shit. Good storytelling! And he doesn't eat food until he's at uh, Sababa's house. (laughs) Yes, he doesn't, that's correct. Maybe it's too late by then, but maybe it's enough to let him rebuild and become more solid! We're proving a point. Oh, See, look. Yeah, they have eyebrows. They okay. All... Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. The other ones are more, um, they're the geishas. Yeah. No, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, and see, they still have their eyebrows, too. They, see? They're just act. And okay. see, that girl looks almost like Shahiro. Almost like, could be Shahiro's sister level. Yeah. yeah. Something to add on real quick to No Face, uh, because, sorry, we're kind of jumping back and forth from No Face to, um, some other stuff in back. He's just... A lot. Yeah, he's he's kind of a, a pivotal catch-all <laughs> for a lot of the major themes of the of the film. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's kind of a really good allegory for the power of a name. 
Um, we kind of touched on this when we were talking about him earlier, but um, in a lot of cultures, when you, um, like a name is something very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, in Europe, uh, a fairy will steal your name mm-hmm. and you will essentially lose your identity attached to it. Um, and if in, you have a fairy's name in turn, you have power over them. Right, right, right. Yeah. And that's the same logic with uh, demonic influences in yeah. other religions. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. In Catholic religion, particularly, sure. especially when they do like exorcism and things like that, if they you know do. Its name. If you know its name, you have power over that that demon mm-hmm. um, or that devil, whatever it is. Whatever entity is possessing the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, one's name is a huge thing to identity. I mean, even with like and, and power. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, there's, there's, and you see, it's very interesting that we're talking about it because you see it in a lot of different tonalities in different cultures yeah. and in different forms of media. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's when we were talking about this earlier. It, it, Ooh, skin. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It gives me a very much. It gave me a very fairy tale esque vibe because of the power of a name and how prominent a theme it is throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's something that really um, speaks to No Face, especially because we see him in so many them we see them in so many different lights throughout the entire movie. Yes, they're desperate for a friend. They're greed incarnate. They're lost. They're polite. They're they good become, with their hands, right? They become this celebrity almost. This this revered. Oh yeah, entity. yeah. They they become revered. They 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 go through so many potential identities throughout the entire film and never stick with one. Mm-hmm. And then it's also this very interesting thing because the whole time they don't know his name. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't even really have one. No. Yeah, and it's um. It, it's very interesting to me in th- that aspect. And again, like, like I said, you see it in a lot of media, mm-hmm. too. Because one thing that sticks out to me is uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. The newest one. Okay. The one that Netflix did. Sure. The whole time she's like, oh, you gotta sign your name in the Book of the Devil. And mm-hmm. when it comes to her signing, she's like, I'm not giving up my name. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually, even in... Um... The Dresden Files, which is a book series centered around a wizard, if you have the the name of a a full name of a person spoken by that person, you can make them do almost anything. You can basically control them for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a, a name is so interesting. I mean, particularly in this film with Shahiro, the she you see what happens to haku when he loses his name mm-hmm. he he loses a sense of identity he everything he doesn't know his... who he, he doesn't know where he belongs he doesn't know his home he doesn't know who he was before he showed up mm-hmm. to his... to the bathhouse mm-hmm. no but even his physical his physical presence his his visage changes yeah. his eyes go that's from... because of yababa she took good control of him sure 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 but without his name. No, like no. she she literally took over him. She yeah. he he signed up to be her apprentice and she she put that slug in him to take control over him. It changed his eye color and basically made him a puppet to her. Yes. Okay. For a majority. Yeah. Um but... once the slug came out, that's when his eye color came back. 
And I think, but what I mean, I, I see what you mean because when he gets his his name back, does he really do anything other than be super dramatic? Well, no. His, his, <laughs> his body language changes a little bit. He stands up straighter. He stands up straighter. <laughs> no, I think what's interesting, though, talking about, this is interesting to me from my perspective, talking about the names, too, is the translation of the names. Because in the Japanese, in the Japanese he has this very long, mm. eloquent name. And then <laughs> in the English dub, it's just well, like the, fucking the, the river. You're the Kanushi River. And I'm like, what? Well, okay, so hold on. Let me pull it up again. Because I pulled it up when we were watching the movie. It's it's a very long name. But it's what it is, is um, it's Nikihayami Kohakunushi. Um, it literally translates to Spirit of the Kohaku River. So Kohaku Unshi is river is is kohaku river and then the first part means spirit of, oh okay like or god of it's it's denoting like um okay protector okay, okay. a deity oh sure okay so, so the the translation wasn't incorrect it just when you look at them side by side it's very strange okay yeah because it seemed to almost diminish his importance and relevance yeah. to the river yeah, a, a literal translation would be God of the Swift Amber River, which um, I think, oh, you know what? We talked about this earlier. I think Swift Amber is an attempt to try and translate Kohaku. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. So without that, it would just be God of the Kohaku River. Oh, that's the part of his name that he kept. Haku. Can I ask how they get, got Sen, though, from Shihiro? Yeah, so... Um, I don't Since remember you, her. You know more kanji than I do. I yeah. do, but I'm gonna cheat. It kind of looked like how. I'm just wait. I need it. Because the way the way it looks. I is, don't remember the kanji that it was. So. Um, she wrote it out in kanji, and she took part of the kanji out, and kept her. It would be like taking Yara from your name. No. No, because she took the front and the back of it. Okay, so. May I see your paper and pencil? Okay, so we know this is a heart, mm -hmm. okay? If I wrote out, I have a, and then drew one of those and wrote condition, you would know that stands for I have a heart condition. It's mm -hmm. a weird place to use a physical drawing of a heart, but you'd still know the message. Yes. I could also write, I heart you, and it would still come across with the same wording. Right. That's how a kanji works. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a one symbol that has multiple meanings, blah, blah, blah. So, it would be like, what's another one that I could use? I need another shape that we know. Diamond? Sure. We'll use a diamond. Diamond can mean a diamond itself or sparkly in this case, okay? My name is Heart Diamond. We'll say that heart in this scenario is pronounced with a J, and diamond in this scenario is pronounced with a Y. This is my name. Written, Heart Diamond. And let's say I have a last name has a smiley face and a check mark. Okay? They're all symbols that we know a meaning of, and that's how you read a kanji. So my name would be Heart Diamond Smile Check, which would you would then know is, well, that means J, and that means bankered, just because of what the kanji could mean. There's 50 million different ways to read them. Don't ask them. Sure. What Yao Baba does is picks them up and goes, no more J, 
number that, number that. You just have one. And a smiley face, it can be read as happy, it can be read as smile, it can be read as good, it can be read as a million different things. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming what they've done, and I'll check myself in a second, is they've taken the most popular reading of that one kanji and made it her name. So if this, if, if the majority of people wrote this as happy, my name is now happy. Okay, 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 okay. So she, you, you all have, like in Japan, everyone has two kanji for a first name and two for a second name. Even the people with super long names and super short names. Oh. Welcome to bullshit Japanese. I'm sorry, your language sucks in writing. I don't like it. <laughs> um, so, okay, okay, that makes, that makes sense. Um, and I guess the ha haku would also make sense. Cool. Haku. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know this one. This means thousand. Outside of a name, it means the number for thousand. Oh. So, you can only, this, this website's pretty cool. It breaks it down into the million different ways you can read them. Neat. But if you notice, every time the meaning changes, something's added. So there's another kanji, which mm -hmm. changes it to finally cut strips of vegetables. This one changes it to specifically a long distance. These change it to money. Mm -hmm. Once in a lifetime? Once in a lifetime opportunity is that whole thing. Okay. So when you put that into someone's name, it could be read as Chihiro and then whatever her fucking last name was. Um, Ogi no, no. Um, it's Ogino Chihiro. So this, this one is the first in Chihiro. So followed by Hiro, it's read as Chi. I hate kanji. <laughs> um, okay. I know that one too. I'm mad at myself. Now the sen makes sense because mm -hmm. thousand. Yeah. Um, really? <laughs> you know what? You're not wrong and I'm kind of mad about it. <laughs> But yeah, I love Numbers confuse the fuck out of me, and I've never been able to remember which one that is. I really love the use of name and identity in this film. It's it's such an interesting perspective, especially given the year I've had. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of neat. Um, pigs. Gluttony. Yeah. Oh my god. Pigs for slaughter and like... The gluttony. The, it's just reverse animal farm next. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. No, the, I mean, yeah, this film has a lot of um, that gluttony oh. and greed because you see it with all the side characters, mostly. Mostly, yeah. I I love how when they're, we're first introduced to the buffet, it's this gorgeous, beautiful looking food. And then when Shahiro comes back, it's something horrific and disgusting and like repulsive mm -hmm. it's little... i i guess uh, i would just like to say on the note of the um the other like characters in the um in the bathhouse i never saw them as exemplifying the greed because to me they they struck me as like low-paid workers mm. okay i mean you the the, the the desire for money is technically agreed, but they seem to kind of be living by like paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, kind of. Um, if you notice when um, what's her name 
goes to get them lunch before the um, gross-ass river spirit comes in. Um, the only thing that she has in hand is two bowls of rice. It's not a whole lunch. It's just rice. Yeah. There's nothing on it. There's nothing in it. And that, while a culinary staple of Japan is usually served with something. Yeah. Like, as a dawn or something. It usually has something inside a protein, of it. yeah. A protein, yeah. And for them to just have rice, it kind of, for me, when the whole no-phase thing went down, it kind of felt like, um... Look, this dude's throwing around money. I could buy a train ticket with that. Yeah, that's kind oh, of... Okay, fair, yeah. That's kind of why I thought Lynn was going after the money, because mm -hmm. she, she had mentioned, you know, wanting to go... Leave. And yeah. leave. Which, I don't get why she just doesn't take the boat. But, you know, I have a feeling that the train itself can travel places it uh, you can't probably you probably can't walk. Okay, that's fair. So you might like it was totally feasible for Chihiro to walk from Yababa's sister's house and back uh or to walk back from if she needed to. Uh but maybe she want maybe maybe she wants to go somewhere that she just can't walk. Like maybe the tr it's it's a magical train. Sure. Maybe it pulls a SpongeBob and goes straight down at a 90 degree angle into, you know, a different place. <laughs> I got a thought. Okay. Doesn't, uh, oh, what's Spider Dude's name? Spider Man? Oh, no, the, the Boiler Room Boy. Oh! Boiler Boy. Boiler Boy. Um, I always called him Boiler Room Boy. I don't know. Or Boiler Room Guy. Uh,. The boiler room guy. Mm -hmm. He specifically says the train used to run to both directions, both directions mm -hmm. but it hasn't done that in a long time. Mm -hmm. So what if, hear me out, hear me out. Sure, sure, sure. We're listening. This train. Kama, 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 Kamaji. What if this train. Wait. Does does No Face have a name? Oh no, that's just it in mm -hmm. Japanese. Oh. I'm mad. I was cheated. Okay, sorry. Kamaji is Boiler Room Man with his arms. Um, another major theme is environmentalism. Environmentalism. Yeah, we could go, like, super obvious with it, with the river spirit that came in for a bath, or super, like, low-key with it, with how Haku's river was literally built over. Yeah. yeah. We could even go into, like, the the environmental aspects of building an entire theme park and then just leaving it there. They yeah. did that, is that a real thing, though? Is That's that a real thing here. There's well, a whole thing. Yeah. There's a whole tour that you can go on for every country for abandoned theme parks. They're fucking creepy. Haunted as fuck. Look them up. Oh? Okay. Just go to Google and do uh, like abandoned theme parks. There's there's actually one in Japan. There's actually one in Japan that's a um, Pokemon theme park. And it is completely abandoned. And it looks cursed. So why would they, they like, abandon them, though? Did they not work? Did they, they weren't making money. They, they weren't making money. They, were, they went out of style. Uh, something that I've learned a lot from listening to this guy named Defunct Land on YouTube. Um, 
a lot of uh, parks go out of business either from lawsuits because parks were not always safe um, or they go out just because people stopped showing up, especially when Disney became popular, a lot went out of business. Um, anyway, so a lot of, a lot of the abandoned theme parks that you see nowadays are, um, typically from back, back in the day, like they're old theme parks. Um, people just couldn't afford to keep them open anymore and no one wanted their shit. So they just closed shop and left. You can go, you can literally go there and walk through the parks and it is, it, it's, it's just really creepy. Anyway, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's like a really, a really prevalent thing that no one really talks about because you don't want to talk about the sadness of a park closing. You want to talk about the excitement the park had. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And that's... I, 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 the dad just make the comment that they were popping up everywhere in the nineties and I yeah. guess theme parks were huge in the nineties. Yeah. And actually in Japan, before um, Tokyo Japan opened, it was uh, theme parks like that were a very um, socially run thing, I guess. Like, someone from the community would make a park and run it. Oh. An outside party did not come to make a park. Tokyo Japan, when they got their... Um, Disney? Di Tokyo Disney, that's the word I was trying to say. Uh, when Tokyo Disney was initially made, they had some issues. Oh. The general population was not pleased with them. It was this whole thing. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, they're, they're very popular. That yeah. That was the whole point of that. So, but, like, the whole construction of metal, leaving metal to rot and rust. And yeah. the negative effects of whatever paint and metal are used in the construction of said theme parks. And not just that, the clearing of the forest that had to happen prior. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, they literally cross over a, a unfilled lake. That's true. To get to the park. It's... They, they they destroyed so much to build something that was only around for a couple of years. Right. Yeah, because, I, I mean, you get to see the beauty of the, what was the park. The field, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And the, the lake and everything when um, Shihiro arrives. I didn't really think about that. That is something I didn't think about is the fact that that's an actual thing. Like, yeah, the yeah. repercussions of building a theme park. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously the wastefulness of um and the pollution mm -hmm. that is in the world particularly with that one river spirit mm -hmm. and i mean you think about it and um particularly i'm thinking about it more today because um our church had the recycle day right um, and we actually managed to recycle a lot of stuff from junior's um house um, but you gotta think how much of that is actually gonna get recycled. How much of that well, plastic is actually it's reusable? Not re it's not plastic. That's it was actually, metal. Oh, it's yeah. metal. Yeah, because uh, it was old metal stuff. So a lot of it is gonna be reused, melted down, and reused. Hopefully, um, but also I'm thinking but about still. we had uh, paint cans that we weren't unfortunately able to take. Um, they're still in the basement, of course. But um, you know, we were talking about that, and it's interesting how we we don't think about the things that we have that could potentially cause harm to the world mm -hmm. and actually something to keep in mind that is uh not really talked about especially in america 
Mm. We all grew up with like Earth Day and I don't know if you guys also had a um like a nature kind of club at your elementary schools, but my mine did. We had like a we did like a butterfly garden and stuff and planted trees. No, New a... Jersey was like we're the garden state, we're fine. No, okay. we had like a like a flower garden in the back and the the fifth graders took care of. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, kind of similar. Um well we all what I mean is we all grew up under the mentality of it's our job to keep the world clean, pollution is bad, uh Captain Planet. Captain oh, Planet. oh my <laughs> god, Captain um, Planet. North America as a whole the North America as a whole at maximum makes up twenty to forty percent of uh has twenty to forty percent of its waste as actually getting into the ocean. America oh. and Canada are at almost zero. Wow. So we are not the issue. The issue is China and South and South Africa. Oh. Or not South that's not South Africa specifically. The issues are China and Africa. Both both of them make up um, eighty to hundred percent oh. of inadequately managed waste. So I think it's it's really good for Japan to have kind of made this video in a style that is less Western because Japan is also at the almost zero mark. They're they're doing just as good, right? But it's a message that the the anti pollution is a message that uh, Americans don't need to spread anymore to ourselves. We get it. Um, most yeah, of it's... Europe too is also at a near zero, so we're doing our part. We're right. trying. It's other countries we need to get on board. So um, I really like that they kind of, you know, spun this in a, like, with, especially with, like, you know, the cultures. Um, China and Japan are similar in their cultures because China gave Japan a lot of their stuff. So the fact yes. that they have um, dragons that fit the, um, the spiritual representations of dragons from China and Japan it kind of makes it more of a easily easily translatable. Like, yeah, that's a good way to put it. It it traverses easily, and and you know, <laughs> looking at this chart that you pulled up, it it actually makes a lot of sense because, uh, particularly, I mean, we've seen it particularly the pandemic sucked, but it was interesting to see how the pandemic affect the environment, mm -hmm. and um, it's interesting how. Particularly um, in China, mm -hmm. they said that it um, after what like two or three weeks of them actually being in shutdown, their they were, smog their just smog, be disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And people were actually able to see it from space. Yeah, like actually, like not because you're looking for it, but actually see it clearly and beautifully, mm -hmm. and see the that. What the, was it, it? The International Space Station was like, hey, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, they were like, something's going on down there, because... Hey, OP, there's, like, a new continent. Hello? <laughs> was that always there? <laughs> but, no, it was, it, was, it was actually pretty interesting to see the images that we did receive from the space station, because you saw the beauty of Earth as it was originally presented to us, mm -hmm. as kids. Because, you, you know, as kids, we... When they show you the earth, you have these beautiful crisp blue and greens. And when in reality, it really is, doesn't look like that. It's very... Not anymore, yeah. Muddy. Yeah. 
fun fact of the evening or morning or day, depending on when you listen. Um, fun fact of the podcast. Fun fact of the podcast. You know when you see the sunset and there's all these pretty colors and it's so cool. And you're, you're like, like oh, man, wow. How nice. What cool colors. Look at the purples. Any color that's not like the sun's color is pollution. All of it. All of the it. The purples, the pinks, all of that. Not not the sky. It is pollution only. And the more purple and pink it gets, the worse we're doing. So if yeah. you think the sunset's still super pretty, that's not a good thing. I mean, I mean it is, but then you go, oh, wow. Ah. I mean, I think... A- I think a more natural sunset is always even more beautiful. Cool. When you get those beautiful yellows. I love it. Not, not yellow. Only orange. I love it when it starts going from like crisp sunset to like that twilight, like the evening blues start coming into play. Yes. That like transition sunset. I don't know. Well, the orange too. I love the orange. Orange is good. Yeah. Um, but you can't right. look at sunsets correctly anymore. Um, but yeah, seeing that and knowing that they're sending this message and you're right, it's not just sending it to countries that already do this. Cause you're right. We all do this. I mean, the majority of first world countries have already gotten to a level of, mm, I lied. Orange and red are clean sunsets. Yellow is the unnatural one. Okay. Yellow, pink, purple. Okay. 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 Knowing that this, and it actually makes sense because even at the t- time that the Ghibli, Ghibli, I, you, were, you were correct. I don't know why I want to see Ghibli. I don't know. Maybe we just need to get some giblets and eat them. No. Oh, you, no? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had giblets? My grandpa did. They smelled good. Okay. I you don't know really what giblets know are. are. Not really. They're pig intestines. Okay. They're tripe. Do you know what fucking sausage is sealed with? No, 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 no. It's a different kind of, um, it's different preparation for them. All I'm saying is I've eaten them before. I'll eat them prepared a different way. Uh, I think they're worth, I'll try anything once. Yeah. I will try anything that has four legs or less once. I will not, well, I've tried octopus. It's not good. I will not try a bug. Unless I'm dying. They say that... No. I know there's protein in it. But a worm has no legs. If prepared correctly, I will pretend to be Timon. Okay. See, all I can think of, of like eating bugs, is like that scene from Atlantis, where the doctor's like, you just gotta point the bugs the right way, that way they know which way to crawl. Okay, fine, whatever, do whatever you want. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> Okay, no, but anyway. um, back on subject. But I love how that translates into the film and they're, how they use these beautiful um, landscape scenes of, like, look at this wonderful green field that has now mm-hmm. been retaken by nature. And um, the, the use of negative space in the film to make yeah. a point. Oh, yeah, that's actually a thing that... Um is really tied into Japanese culture is letting the next, I think it's called me or ma, 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 ma. Uh, um, yeah. Letting the negative space hold its own breath the same way, uh, filled space would. Yeah. Cause I mean, you have this, 
And particularly um, with the way it was done in the film with the mm. score, you have the the train scene where it's just open space and you feel this tranquility. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even, isn't that part in the, all you hear is the train tracks. Yeah. You don't hear any other kind of sound. It's very calm and relaxing compared to the busy of the the bathhouse. Right. It, the bathhouse itself has this beautiful tone that goes through it mm-hmm. that you're like, oh. I, I, oh, oh. Um, I was just going to say, I love the use of silence throughout the film because anyone who's ever studied music knows that a moment of silence within a score can be just as impactful as a loud crescendo or mm-hmm. like staccato or whatever. And the way Studio Ghibli films have used silence, Sorry. no, you're good, really just helps accentuate the storytelling of the movie. Yeah. And uh, from a visual aspect, I really like how even when we get scenes that are traditionally busy, they don't necessarily read that way. Like when, when they're all like filing in for their day of work, it's it's a bunch of people walking up the stairs, one by one going up the stairs. And you kind of get this sense of like tranquility and the busyness that shouldn't doesn't feel like it should be there. I think the only time that you really feel like this chaotic, non-tranquil <clears throat> moment is when everybody's trying to clock in. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think is pro- even then though it kind it kind of feels like controlled chaos. So I don't even that know. one is controlled chaos. I think the the biggest one is when everybody's trying to get the attention oh, of No Face. face. Yep. It's yeah, yeah, that's they, one of the most chaotic scenes of the film. It's when you really lose the chaos. Mm-hmm. You lose the control. That's what I meant. Not the chaos. You keep the chaos. You lose the control, and it leads you to need this moment of pure silence this moment of pure emptiness free of chaos free of everything and just this calm moment and i really like how they did that and used simple techniques to trick your mind that something else is going on yeah it's It's such an important element, especially Mm. in animated films, the use of their negative space and the use of non-negative, I forget what the term is called, Um, but how how they fill the space throughout the film. And it's something they've always excelled in. And we didn't get so much of it in even Howl's Moving Castle or The Cat Returns. You get it in house with the field. With the field that... and, and the city a little bit, but it's not so much of a focal point in the, in the storytelling. Because, like, yeah, you get the sense of the busy city and, like, stuff like that, and then you get the tranquility of the, the field, but it's used in a different way. Yes, but That's I think... I feel like... I feel like the use of the um, the empty space in Ghibli films specifically holds more of a stake in the nature-specific ones over the war-specific ones. Yes, that particular with like the... Like Princess Mononoke. Yes, bitch. Yeah, there are so... I, I haven't even seen that movie in forever. 
the amount of, but the, I can tell you just from sheer memory, the amount of times they use Ma. Like, oh my God. That's a prime example right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, particularly with the films that we've seen mm -hmm. with House Moving Castle, it's that war against nature because mm -hmm. you see the bombs and the everything. And I wouldn't say necessarily war against Nature. Not not nature, but what I mean is like using the restlessness of war. Yes. yes. I feel like it's impossible almost to have an empty scene in a world like that. Yeah. But then you have, you go, even when they're in the waste, you still have this great emptiness, this great field of, it's not, it's not as plain as it is in uh, Spirit Away when it's they, similar to the train track. Yes. That's fair. That's fair. It just, it. It feels of, used differently. Yeah, instead of being clear, it's completely cluttered because of the smog. Right. Yes. That's 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 very fair to say. Mm -hmm. um, uh, kind of turning back a little bit to... Um, the dragons? Not the even just the dragons. Um, I wanted to go into a couple of things that are, like, more prevalent to... Um, culture? Like, the yeah, Japanese culture that we might have missed as um, foreigners watching the film. Sure, well, I'm changing mine because I realized I said most of my things... <laughs> Oh, but I have I have a couple others. Um, something that I actually missed on the watch through, but I, I knew in the back of my head. Um, Chihiro actually wa walks through a Tori Gate, which is a... Um, it represents an entry to the world of Shinto gods. Oh. So think like how Aang enters the spirit world to okay. a degree. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first it's time a, he enters this. Yeah, it's a literal gateway to their world. Mm -hmm. And she walks straight through it on her way to the... Um, on her way to to the bathhouse, oh. um, so I thought that was really cool. Oh, um, this is just a fun fact about Miyazaki. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, I kind of used up all of my fun facts earlier. Uh, this one, I, though, I think really plays into the um, the nature talk that we were having earlier. Uh, Miyazaki frequently despairs at the state of the modern world, paving over our natural world, poisoning our rivers, depleting our na natural resources. Humanity has come to stink. And as a result, stink up the world around us. And he actually references the stink of humanity through the river, the river spirit. The stink monster. Because yeah. they call really, him this, the stink monster yeah. until they realize he's a river spirit. And everything that made him stink was human. Yeah. It is, he is a literal, he is a literal finger pointing directly at humanity and the harm they're doing to nature. They even say that Shihiro stinks herself. They're like, oh, she's a human. She stinks. She reeks. Yeah. And um, I think it's Haku. He's like, relax. After a few days, she's, she'll smell like us. Don't worry about it. Oh, um, he also. Okay, so sorry. I have this article up and I'm, I'm flipping around. Um, Miyazaki also believes that a lack of focus on Shinto discipline and education has led us down a path, a capitalist path of digging up the earth and poisoning its waters. We see this in Spirited Away as we learn about Haku. Um, with Haku remembering what he is, Miyazaki is making a call to humanity to remember what the natural world does for us, what we owe it, and how we are failing it. Ooh. That is so true. That is so God, true. God, I love him so much. <laughs> but, I, I mean, like, that is extremely true because mm. the fact that they decided to pave over, over a him. river. Mm -hmm. That's a Minecraft shit. Like, how'd you... Why, why would you even do that? Just build a bridge. Yeah. 
And uh, no, because Shihiro specifically says it's now apartments. Yeah. So they built apartments over a river. That's so dumb. Which means it's going to flood eventually. Not just that. I mean, the mentality of, you know, water is one of those resources that we think is not scarce, but fresh water is scarce. Well, that and it's ferocious, especially, especially on an island nation like Japan. Tsunamis are no joke. They get taken out. Not taken out, but they get hit by them on on the regular. To have the balls to pave over a a river in in a culture that thinks that every single thing alive has some form of spirit. There's actually a practice that business owners do to this day, where they uh, they when they're breaking when they're about to break ground to build a new office, mm-hmm. they have a um, they have a priest come out. A, a Shinto priest and do a um, basically do a blessing over the land to be like, hey spirits, it's me, your boy, <laughs> yeah. uh, capitalism incarnate. Uh, it's the spirit. I'm of- asking for permission to build my building here. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for your compliance. And if the priest is like, dude, it's a no go, they go and find a different fucking piece of land. So for someone to have had the balls to pave over. An entire river, and then put an apartment there. Those apartments are cursed. Those, are, especially now that Haku knows his real last name, those apartments are cursed. They weren't cursed until he learned his name. Yes. Yep. Basically. So, mm-hmm. so basically, you're telling me Haku is gonna go find whoever built that no, apartment. He's gonna, he's gonna like the building is now not safe. Yes. Like not the person. It's it's them asking blessing for their building to be there. So, like, if you don't, there's, it's like, it's like an old wives' tale kind of thing. Or like, it's like a, building a, your house over an Indian cemetery, dude. Like yeah. In some, okay, 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 okay. Or like okay. in some religions, when you move into a new house, you have a priest come and bless it. Yeah. Yeah. Or building your house over an Indian cemetery. Okay, hold on. There is fuckery afoot. <laughs> there is fuckery afoot. Oh, that's all he said. That's such was, a good clip, though. That's a good clip. There is fuckery afoot. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so... But yeah, no, I. it's interesting saying that because you're right. In the culture that respects spirits and respects the dead and its elders so highly, mm. because that is something, unfortunately, that we do not have here in the U.S. is the respect for our elders. Mm-hmm. Um, or respect at least not for the, the land. land. Or the land. Because mm-hmm. that's at least in... Secular American culture. In Mexican culture, there's not there's no respect for the land. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, there's respect if you see a ghost because you know there's some gold somewhere. <laughs> ghost equals gold. <laughs> I mean, it does start with the same letter. <laughs> Look, don't get me started. This is an old wife's Wait, tale in Mexico. How do you say ghost in Spanish? Fantasma. Okay, never mind. It doesn't start with the same letter. No, um, and it's an old wife's tale. There's a couple things. First, we have witches. Mm-hmm. And bitches will come and get you. So if you have an owl in front of your window, it means somebody put a, a witch, uh, bewitched you. Or oh. put a curse on you. Oh, didn't you say you guys also do this too? Yeah, the... The, 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 the evil be gone. Evil yeah. be gone. Evil be gone. Um, yeah. 
you do that. Which was such a cute little moment. Yes, it was. And, and also, it all it really humanized the characters. Like, it really did a good job, kind of, because even in a world where there's literal evil, where they're, where they're surrounded by otherworldly spirits, it's just like, shit, no, come on, bad luck, do the thing. <laughs> and she's like, oh, fuck, do it, do it, do it, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and it was it was such a great way to bring levity back to the moment because yes. we just have this absolutely gory scene of like the blood. The okay, I'm gonna go on a little bit of a tangent here. The way the blood like flunk splunk mm -hmm. onto the like anywhere, the the gravity and the texture and it was very heavy. The weight, yeah, yeah the weight of the the blood was such a good little detail. Boy needs more water. Boy needs more water. Oh god, no, yes he does. The water spirit needs more water. Actually, oh that's sad now. The water he doesn't spirit have doesn't water. Have needs more water. Oh no. He needs more water because he doesn't have any. Y'all, I feel so bad now. Oh my god. I'm so sorry for calling you out, Haku. I promise it was out of kindness. I just want you to be healthy. Hydrate. Or dehydrate. Or dehydrate. Um... Speaking of Haku, do we want to pivot? Yeah, we can yeah. pivot. Haku. Um, Boy's a dragon born. I don't even care. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> like, was that even an option of anything else? No, I just, you said it and I went, yes. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing for a second. <laughs> but, okay. But, like, aside from D&D stuff... I mean, I love the characterization. He definitely goes from, like, super cold to super warm as the spell on him is broken. Mm -hmm. I love that transition. Yes. Um, I love... Okay, I'm not a huge fan of the we were connected, like, before the storyline even started, but this was, like, one of the first to do it. This is an older movie, so I'm giving them rights. <laughs> well, and they did it in a way that didn't feel artificial forced. or forced. Because how many kids have you known to be dumb to fall into, like, a creek or a pool or, you know, whatever? Jay himself raising his hand. Are you guys... Self-preservation skills. I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you're the minority. I actually fell into a creek. Not a creek. Uh, it's, it's the part of the um, ocean in Florida that technically is a river coming inland, but there's enough salt oh, water for there to still be, to still be sharks. I fell when I was walking on the wrong side of a bridge on purpose and hit something. It was a manatee, but it felt like a shark. And I ran and I cut myself real bad. Um, and it was, it hurt. I, I, I was far away from anyone who knew me. You know, those, those, um, you remember the Lord of the Rings where the swamp things are? Where mm -hmm. like you, there's just water, whole water. The marshes? Yeah, the marshes, but they're but it's actually like sort of clear water, not marshy. Yeah. Um, there's shit like that in Mexico. Mm hmm And my uncle said, No, don't step there because it might be just water underneath. <laughs> you had I'm like, it I'm, doesn't I'm gonna test it. <laughs> I was like, ah, it's far enough. No, it wasn't. <laughs> At least it was close enough to the hole that I was able to get out. Mm -hmm. Or else Meyer wouldn't exist. <laughs> no. There was also the time that I tried to walk on frozen water for the first time, also oh, known as ice, but there wasn't enough. And I knew there wasn't enough, but I wanted to live out my dreams so story. bad. So I stepped on Sir. it and I held onto a branch and I went, this is amazing. And my friend that was with me was like, oh my God, I want to turn. 
And as I went to get off to give her a turn, I did in fact fall into the water. And it was in fact well below freezing. And we were in fact walking around a different neighborhood from yeah. our own. No, you told me about that. I haven't told them though. Um, I did get frostbite in that leg and I did not go to the doctor and I am still alive. That's probably why you have no feeling under the bottom of your feet. But he... it's both feet and not just one. He yeah, also... Yeah, you've either done other shit to your feet. Yeah, though. probably. It's he fair. still has both limbs though. Both, yeah. both legs. Yep. Yep, both did legs. I die though? Did I die though? I'm trying to think if there's another. Well, oh, I'm trying the to think time of something I stupid that I did. No, I I so busted wait, my chin. Haku for, like, does not like us. He'd be trying to pull us under. Oh fuck! <laughs> or rather, both Myra and I have pissed off several spirit, uh, uh, river spirits, or lake spirits, or marsh spirits, whatever they may have been. They're angry at us. I almost got bit by a water moccasin as a kid. No, in a lake. Oh, I fell in. I fell in the river when I went whitewater rafting too. Oh, fun! I love that. I've fallen, I've done that, but that didn't. That was just because I was not good at whitewater. Rafting. I mean, yeah, my mom that's fell in. My, that... That's how my uh, band director died. So, that no, counts. we were at like level yeah. one or two. Doesn't matter. Mm-mm. He was on a level one. The dude had a heart attack and cancer. They were on a day trip. That shit's dangerous. My mom fell out of the boat and the first thing they tell you when you fall out of the boat they just say float float and feet first you know what my, they say don't swim to the shore your mom tried to swim to the shore my mom swam to the ch- shore oh she made it successfully yes That's impressive dangerous but impressive how many bears huh bears bears she was looking <laughs> they okay. say float to the end let's, of the course for a reason let's get back on topic um <laughs> Yeah, so oh we pissed off some river spirits. Yeah. Um, um, aside from that, I really like Haku. Uh, he's an interesting character. He's, especially for not getting too much screen time, you know? Yeah. He's got this sense of, you know, he's there. Uh, he's... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, but, um, <laughs> fuck. Yes, he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he, you get this sensation that he's there. Mm-hmm. And... Um, discomfort knowing he's there and then when you see him pre every different time every time you see him on screen he's different Mm -hmm. in a way um because first you see him as the savior then you see him as this asshole then you see him again as the psycho dragon being attacked by little paper paper dolls Mm -hmm. and then you see him dying Mm -hmm. and then you finally Mm -hmm. see him in his true form Mm -hmm. which is all very intriguing. Uh, the impression, I, the impression I got was that he was very much like this gilded prisoner kind of energy, of like a, a bird in a cage. You know, has a level of privilege above everyone else who is functionally a prisoner there as well. But because of his privilege, he's also more in danger. Okay, in in more danger. I, I don't know. That's that's something I got of this this gilded prisoner energy, especially when everyone's like, "Master Haku, where are you?" Like, and they're they're literally hunting him down because he's gone and done some shit. How the fuck did everybody know he went and did some shit though? Like for real, he yeah. ran away from a bridge, yeah, grabbing right. a human's hand. Yeah. He, he literally had a human in tow, was trying to smuggle her in. 
and then dis-a-fucking-peered. That is literally sus. That's like, I rolled a nat 20. What did you roll? A critical failure. Fuck. You're both seen. What? What? I'm gonna stealth out. You do, but you were already seen. You get away successfully, but people know something's up. Yeah. Oh, so what would he be? Because he obviously Dru fights. Druid. Mm-mm. I think Chihiro would be a druid, if anything. Yeah. She has a way with the spirits. That's fair. Mm. And they're very nature-oriented. Mm. Um, mm. Maybe. But, but he's also, like... No, because dragonborns eventually get the ability to shape Wait a minute. He's a sorcerer's apprentice. He's a sorcerer. I Or dumb. He he literally already... He comes preloaded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he does come preloaded. Sorcerer's apprentice. Alright, what else? Um, Shahiro. I mean, we talked about her very much in the beginning. Yeah, right. She's... Her character development's beautiful. Yes. Oh, such a I good mean, arc. And it's not forced. I really... That's something I really liked about... The Ghibli films, they're never... The character growth, it doesn't feel forced. It feels natural. And even though you know the whole goal of this film is to have this one character grow, it's not, like, in your face. Or it's not, like, so dramatic that you're like, oh, that shit wouldn't happen. Yeah, no. I, I said this last episode, I think. But you can always see the person they're going to be at the end of the film, at the beginning of the film. Because mm -hmm. they're going to be a foil. Yeah. The, Shihiro is very kind. Like, even even though throughout the beginning of the film, she's insulted as being clumsy, awkward, um, rude. She still has this fundamental kindness and empathy that she shows to everyone she meets, even if she's awkward and clumsy in the way she executes it. Mm -hmm. um, would we give her a wisdom class? Because I feel like that's much more... Well, maybe not, because she's... I'd okay. say she's druid. I would say either druid or ranger because of the way she collects companions. <laughs> that's the only reason. That, and she has a way with spirits that specifically deal with nature. I think she was she was held she was held close by a river spirit. Mm -hmm. She helped another river spirit and was gifted from one. The radish spirit uh, took a liking to her. That's she true. has this thing with nature spirits that they just kind of look at her and go, "Aw, look at oh, you! Friend. It's friendship. I think I like you. You're cool. What's up? What's your name, kid?" Yeah, I would agree with that. I I I wouldn't say yes. She collects friends. So maybe more druid because yeah, not really. I would say, a, yeah, I wouldn't I would say, say druid. Yeah, I wouldn't say ranger because ranger you collect one friend. Mm -hmm. My ranger was a was an exception. I just collected all small animals. <laughs> well, that's because our DM kept trying to kill your animal companion. Okay, we don't talk about him. Remember? Yeah, because he couldn't kill yours. That's not my. Well, okay. Anyway. 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 Total sidetrack. I don't want to yes. talk about um, him. We've been over this last week. <laughs> I, I like Druid, especially because they kind of have their own um, way, almost religion surrounding yes. them. Yeah, they do. Um, that's separate from Cleric. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we said this. We're using 5e, by the way. 
Um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. we yeah, haven't said that. We're using 5e. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I don't know I, what circle she would be. I don't know enough about druids. Hmm. So, Circle of the Shepherd. Uh, we googled this. Uh, it offers excellent options for the druid to support their party and to summon more powerful creatures with Conjure Animal and Conjure Fae. Uh, so we are dubbing her that. Uh, what kind of sorcerer would Haku be? If we're gonna that go... would be your realm. I know enough um, about druids to look it up and know what I'm looking at. Uh, I don't think he would be wild magic. He doesn't feel chaotic enough for that. Well... Now, hold on. Actually, let me argue for wild magic okay, for a hot okay, second. Okay, please, please, please. All of what we see of Haku in the beginning of the movie is not actually Haku. The real Haku decided to be a dramatic bitch and undragon just to tell some girl that she gave him her name back. He's... Gave her his name back. He let them fall to the ground for fun. I would like to argue that the real Haku is a completely chaotic bonkers bitch. person. I might actually agree with Jay on You this. know what? That vibes. <laughs> uh, he waited I, until... He was just like, oh, we got some time to have a conversation. Yeah, literally. Like, falling like falling. 300 feet. There's enough time to have a moment. Yeah. And then casts fly on both of them. I'm with Jay on this one. Haku <laughs> is... He could have turned back into a dragon and chose not to. That's some chaotic bullshit. Um, Jay wins on this one. No, I oh, yeah. two for two. That vibes. I'm on a roll. I'm sorry, Jay, Jay. Jay wins. I'm not sorry. I'm not trying to win. I'm just excited to. No, I. You know, I'm. That's... I like vibe checking. <laughs> yeah, that that tracks. Wild magic. I feel like Yao Baba and her sister also come preloaded. Witches or what? Wizards? Sorcerers. They're, sorcerers. They're, they're literally sorceresses. Yep. Yeah, they, they say twin sorceresses. Yes, they do. Shut up. What now. kind of subclass, though? Oh, I'd... Since we're diving into some subclasses this time. Again, mm. I don't know enough about sorcerers. I've only played a sorcerer once, and it was That's wild more than magic. Me. That's more than um, me. I've never played a sorcerer, so don't ask me. Okay, hold on. I didn't know they had um, subclasses until you said it a second ago. That's not true. I knew that Emmett was a wild magic sorcerer. I just figured that was the only one. Um, you know Emmett is Emmett because it's Emmett. She's just... Um, while, while Sam is looking that up, do we want to try and do No Face? Because other than him, I, yeah. I think there's not really a no lot of other face. characters. Uh, what's her name? Just Lynn? feels like she feels like an NPC. She's she feels an NPC. like a, a beloved so NPC. So is Bo and. Um, okay, so there. But no, I agree. Lens feels like an NPC. Yeah, like I, I feel bad, but she does nothing but row that boat and then help Chihiro throughout the rest of the movie. You know. Yeah. I wish her the best. Uh, yeah. Good luck. In is a boggart a thing that you can actually fight in D and D? Because I feel like No Face would be something like that. Like a boggart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe a changeling hmm. with am amnesia. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe draconic bloodline. Sure. I mean, that actually kind of fits with how Yababa breathed uh, breathed fire at the yeah. end. Yeah. Stole something out of Viro's book. Yeah. That's dope. Because I don't think shadow magic works for her either. 
Aberrant Mind, which is a little more, it's a fresh one, or it, like by fresh I mean new-ish, um, released in the Unearthed Arcana. I've um, been releasing a lot. Yeah. All, all, honestly, almost a little too much. I, I, they need to put out a new player's handbook yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah, just make a new edition. Uh, and it's a little more mind controlly. I feel like that fits Yao Baba. Maybe, uh, maybe um, she'd be that one, and her sister, whose name I can't remember, would be the dragon one. Maybe. Don't really Sin have Baba? a reason. Just yeah. Yeah, the freaking names. Yeah. <clears throat> granny. She prefers Granny. That's fair. Uh, so. Wait. Do druids get an animal companion? No, but they very often are portrayed of like having a pet. Yep. Her parents can be her pets. Oh no. Oh no. That's all. Ah. Oh shit. Could you imagine this little druid walking around with two pigs, both dressed up in little one with a little vest and one with a little sun hat? And being stopped by some random dude like, hey, kid, where are you going? And she's like, my parents have a curse and I'm trying to get it removed from them. And these two pigs are like. <laughs> that feels like a deed. I guess. And they can be combat pigs. Could you imagine your party? They have to do anything to defend their daughter. They would. Could you, oh. could you imagine your D&D party happening across this little druid? Just, And they're just like. Are you Who sounds like Lilo from Lilo and Stitch? My parents had a curse put on them and now I need them to not be pigs anymore. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Um, My life is ruined. What else? Um, or who else? Who was the guy? Boiler Room Man. Hamaji. Wait, did we decide on... What the little bit we're we're settling with draconic bloodline even though like she never turns into a... guys we're so dumb yeah I mean we... Haku is a draconic bloodline with... sorcerer he's a dragon I he can turn into but a if dragon if we make him a dragon more then that's checked then he can still be wild yep if he's a dragon dragon that's just He's boring then. Dragon, dragon, dragon. <laughs> dragon, dragon, all the way across the sky. Okay, rephrase. Dragon, dragon. Well, yes, I was trying to avoid that in my brain. Thank you. Um, <laughs> would we like to switch him to... I like him as wild magic. I feel like it fits him really well. Uh, I, that's fair. Because the minute he gets his personality back, he's like, what sass? Maybe he was a forced dragon. Okay, Yababa has to be dragon now. Maybe he was a forced dragon. And then the second he got his real magic back, it was wild magic. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, okay. Subclass switch. I like it. Yeah. Oh, Yababa cast wish and changed it. And he broke the wish. Oh. Fuck yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, Boiler Man. Kamaji. Kamaji. Yeah. He almost feels like 
an artificer or like a wizard enchanter? I feel like I would agree more with um, artificer because sure. uh, one, he mostly makes potions and stuff all day. Two, mm -hmm. the soots feel more like a um, enchanted item because he specifically says if they stop moving at any point, um, they cease to exist. Mm -hmm. And that feels like something an artificer would do. Because they, they, they make items imbued with magic. Sure. So what I think he did is made a pile of soot semi-conscious. Oh. Oh, he, he what's awakened. He, yes. he awakened some soot. Yeah. That, that, that's how it went in my head anyway. Sure. I'd vibe with Artificer. I like Artificer. And no <clears throat> face. Oh, I feel like he would have to be a monster class that befriends them. Yes. Yeah. But what monster would he be? Why did Bugbear pop into my mind? Why That's... did Bugbear pop it into my mind? It doesn't fit at I'm all. I'm Bugbear. I'm a Hugbear. What? That's why. <laughs> That's why. Okay, hold on. We were talking about Taz earlier. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Faceless Persona is a um, background that you can have. Oh. I feel like whatever he is, he would have that background. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, if name alone, yeah. Oh. He'd be a faceless Aarakocra. Because he can't talk without someone else's voice. Oh, he's an Aarakocra! Oh, yeah! Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Also, the little grunts kind of sound like a bird going, Caw. Sure. Just, like, really muffled. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, what's What can the boy do? Eat. Be big. Anger. Barbarian. But really? Mm -hmm. You said anger. I did. I'm thinking. Barbarian? I mean, that dash at the end when he's full of rage feels like the extra I'm movement thinking, I'm thinking. that a barbarian gets. Well, because Chihiro doesn't run faster or slower than him. And he technically has much bigger legs. We see that. So... Yeah. He really didn't I, no my, he did gain size, but he didn't really gain speed. So um, wait, hmm. do barbarians gain speed? Am I talking out my ass? I can get like a dash. I've never played a barbarian. I have before, I don't think they do. They get faster movement like as they level up. Yeah, I don't think I don't whatever he is, he's not that high of a level. Um that's for sure. Maybe. Maybe. Is an illusionist like... sorcerer? Or illusionist wizard? Because. I'm, I'm because automatically on your side. The, he, he, there's this spell, I forget what it is, but um, you can like make fake gold essentially. Mm -hmm. Oh. Because I was going to say is there's like an alchemist kind of class for casters, but that, that works too. Because it's not real gold. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like he would be that with a, um, he has some, maybe his mask gives him a bonus to charisma or something because he, he's very charming once he has you under his spell. Yes, he is. So, okay. she, so, so Shihiro just has 
a high um, charisma save? What? Because isn't charm yeah. person a, a charisma save? Pretty sure, yeah. I mean, does that make sense for a druid? No, but like, there's dump sats because yeah. wizard because druids are um, wisdom based, but. I mean, maybe he didn't actually cast it on her. Maybe he just thought that he could do it raw. Yeah. Like he didn't need the spell. Maybe. Like he's like, I'm not. I'm actually gonna save my spell what slot. If, I'm just gonna if, do it. What if he didn't know the spell yet? When he met her. Oh, so you're thinking he levels much faster? Yeah. At okay, least until fair. he vibes with Granny, and okay. then yeah, I can vibe with that. Yeah, illusionist wizard. All right. Anything else? I think that's it, because uh, the other ones are is... really feel more NPC, because mm-hmm. the parents, obviously, definitely. Uh, the frog is an NPC. Lynn's uh, an NPC. Is, yeah, cause Beloved, Lynn, but... A bow is an NPC. The baby. Yeah. Because, I mean... He's just a mouse. He, he, like... Yeah, most of the movie, he's either asleep or a mouse. Mm-hmm. The heads are NPCs. Dope you NPCs, the, though. We can say he's a baby barbarian. Oh! <gasps> okay. Like, baby, baby. Barbary uh, Babu. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's something. He's, a, he's something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, as it stands, um... Anything else? I think we're good. I think we're good. Okay. Um, okay, so Haku starts off as a draconic bloodline sorcerer, but is originally a wild magic sorcerer. Um, Shihiro is a druid circle of the shepherd. Uh, Yababa and Granny are both draconic bloodline sorcerers, which makes sense. Um, Kamaji is an artificer. Sorry, we don't know enough about the subclasses for that one. Um, no face, an illusionist wizard. And then little baby Bo is a baby barbarian. Still learning and getting his feet. <laughs> Literally. Literally. If you don't play with me, I'll cry. And mom will come. Oh. And she'll kill you. <laughs> she'll kill That's literally... Stop it! If you make Shihiro cry, I'm not gonna, gonna like you, you anymore. anymore. Also, the fucking even even for the baby, they did that rounding shit. <laughs> they did. Ah, oh, oh. beautiful. Love it. I just wanted to live a good mousy life without his mom. <laughs> like, for, go Haggard, go. <laughs> he was like, "Can I stay with you, Granny?" She's like, "No, go home. I don't want to deal with my sister. Go home." <laughs> I might be so, your aunt. So basically, but... he, basically, she was like, I don't want to deal with your mom. But like, if your mom wasn't an option. And so he came home to be like, hey, mom. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to my aunt's house. I wanted to stay with Abdi. <laughs> I have a feeling after, after the show, he literally turns back into a mouse and does this little double finger to his mom via mouse and just floats away with the, with the bird. <laughs> And she's like, wait, you're leaving? And then he turns back into a baby for two seconds to go, I said I don't like you, go away. You made your hero leave. I miss my friend. And No Face is still really cool. 
So I'm leaving to go. Uncle No Face is awesome. You kicked him out. <laughs> Goodbye, Mom. Goodbye, Mom. I'm gonna go make thread with Adi. <laughs> For real, though. Okay. How do we feel? Oh, Myra. 100% yes. Uh, this is out of all the, like, my top Ghibli movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ghibli. I'm just Ghibli. Gonna start calling it movies. <laughs> Ghibli movies. My, like, ultimate favorite has always been Kiki's Delivery Service, right mm-hmm. under his house, Moving Castle, and this is right after it. My neighbor, Totoro, is, like, under there, too. This movie is up there and one of my favorites. Uh, I love this movie. It has such a good message. Mm-hmm. It's and it it's good for any. It's like like I said before, um, the Ghibli movie. Ghibli. Ghibli movies. I know how to say it. I say it fine if I'm not thinking we, about it. We know, bud. We know. The We're just teasing. Um, the Ghibli movies. It's what I said earlier. They transcend generations. Mm-hmm. They the message is pure, and it just transcends any generation that'll see it. It's easy to understand from if you're like five, if you're like ninety five. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those films that just like go see it. Just go see it if you haven't seen it because it's amazing. Um, yeah, this is currently my number two of the films I've seen. Um, It is really, truly any age you can get something out of it and enjoy this movie. And even if like it's, it's one of the films that Every time you watch it, you kind of get a little bit of a different aspect from it. Yes! You you can always be learning something from this film. And it's... This is my second time seeing it, and it's so good. It's just that there's a new element of the character you can explore with every watch, and... That's not something you can say about every movie. It's deeply empathetic and values kindness and love in all of its forms. It's not just romantic, but, you know, platonic and uh, familial. And it doesn't minimize that, which happens so much in kids' films. And it's like, oh yeah, cool, the power of friendship and love. Woo. No, it, it puts it on this importance that You don't see anymore. You don't see anymore and actually makes it something to work towards. It it's not just, oh, we can just vibe and be friends. No, you have to put effort in to care about the people you want in your life. And it's it's just it's a really good movie. It's a really good film. Go watch it. Yes. Um, this is my number one Ghibli movie. It will never be topped. It was my first. 
if I ever don't want to watch this movie or the first How to Train Your Dragon, assume something's wrong with me, that is a duress signal. I literally have watched this. I have watched this movie on repeat when I still could record it on our ex, on our Comcast. It wasn't Ooh. Xfinity yet. Um, and it was only when Cartoon Network would air it. I never have owned the DVD, but I'm going to get it now because... Um, Actually, I want the fancy one. I appreciate you. You've opened me to the world of the fancy one. And now I want it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but the, like I when I when I realize I can do collectibles, I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I I don't know. This this entire movie spiraled my life out of control into getting me into all this other nerd stuff. It's <laughs> even outside of that, the story is beautiful. The art is amazing. Mm -hmm. There's the amount of plot that's in this is so good. There's yeah. not a single moment to be bored. There's so much going on at every moment and not in a busy way, just in a true way. Even, yes. even the empty scenes are, are impactful. Just like we were saying, right. It's, it's something to not pass up. Like out of all the stuff we've watched, this is the top of my list. Like don't watch anything else we've said. Just this one, just, just, just this, this one. one, just this one. It's, it's so good. Oh, I, yeah. Chihiro is a really good main character, really relatable. Um, all the supporting cast are really good. Uh, there's something I forgot to say earlier, but I won't say it yet. Uh, yeah, it's just go watch it. Mm. That's that's a yes for me, uh, a thousand percent. I will never rank anything higher. That's very three very enthusiastic yeses. Yeah, no, definitely yes. So, yes, go see it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want more content or to see some of the things we reference in the show or just want to say hi, please follow us at WSIWT Podcast on Instagram and Twitter or at Why Should I Watch That on TikTok and Facebook. We've also got a YouTube channel where you can listen to our episodes and also watch our live show. We should do another one of those soon. Yeah, we should. Maybe, Maybe for Pride it. Month. Oh my god, we could do we could do Pride things to react to. I have so many. I really like the fabric. It smells very nice. Yeah. You're so fucking weird. <laughs> what a thing to come into. I'm leaving that in. <laughs> Just like, oh my god, excitement about live show. I really like your fabric softener. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to literally hide under a blanket to get that take. It's just really funny. <laughs> Is it downy? Yeah, it's downy with the crystals. Nice. Ooh, crystal downy. <laughs> um, without further ado, we fed our snacks. We've said our facts. We've told you that you should watch that. Have a good week. I failed. No, no. I've got you. I'm not letting go. Don't you get it? I love you.